Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. You know, I don't want a farewell tour. I don't know what's going to happen after the season, but but I'm going to enjoy it with the right perspective for sure. And not look at it as I'm getting through this. I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of, you know, all of it. That's why I think I have a slightly different perspective about these, you know, practices with other teams. Aaron Rodgers, Packer quarterback, doesn't want a farewell tour. Even though the contract's restructured, he clearly has been dissatisfied at times in Green Bay, and the contract's now set up financially that the Packers can uh, end the relationship here in the offseason. Move him. No, I'm clearly tired of it. <laughs> I bet you're not alone. And these, these pro athletes, and we'll get to it in a bit here with their drama, the average fan just can't relate, man. You've got all this financial freedom, you're playing a game, and there's still this drama. Joe Blow driving to work right now is thinking, what are you talking about, man? Especially because the guys who are hearing complain right now are also winning at a pretty high level. I mean, nobody gets to win at the highest level all the time, not even Tom Brady, so there are going to be some losses. But they're it's not even be. drama with uh, somebody who's trapped on the 25th best team. There are going to be some losses. There are going to be. <laughs> G-O-N-N-A. Gonna. Meanwhile, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson called himself a fanboy when talking about meeting Aaron Rodgers for the first time. Jets and Packers held a joint practice. James, referring to James Morgan, who's the Jets' backup quarterback, James is a big fanboy. He's getting a little nervous. I'm a big fanboy, too. We all have to kind of pretend like we've been there before. We're enjoying just being out here and being able to talk to him. Honest. Yep. He's 22 years old. Our Rodgers is in his mid-30s, so if you do the math... Rodgers was coming into his prime when Zach's getting into high school. Of course you would idolize him. He was a heck of a football player at that point. Still is, for that matter. So that makes sense. You're still a kid at 22. So, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't ask him for his autograph. (laughs) Uh, Have to do the math on that Packers Super Bowl. That might have been when Zach was in junior high. And James Morgan, you want to know why he was a fanboy? Because he he grew up... Yeah. 1.4 miles. His high school is 1.4 miles from Lambeau Stadium. I was going to say, Green so, Bay native. He's in the beating heart of the Green and Gold Nation. I would think that uh, depending on how long he stayed there, which I think it was through high school at least, and he went off to college to Bowling Green, which isn't down the street. But I would think that all those folks there, like we have here with the Jazz, that they would just be intense Packer fans to the core. Rogers was surprised to learn that. He knew the name of the high school, but didn't know Morgan had gone to it. You'd think it would be okay if I take a knee and kiss you on the back of the hand. <laughs> Where's the ring? Like the godfather. I mean, come on. I mean, that's uh, for this. Because uh, he's a young kid himself, right? He's only like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will not play in the preseason, according to Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. Prescott's been dealing with a lat strain that has kept him out. Well, as long as he's healthy for the start of the regular season, I guess. I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. Although I don't know that we trust him to be healthy for the start of the regular season. We'll find out. Speak when for yourself. Don't say we. I trust him. He's Dak friggin' Prescott. Minnesota Vikings backup quarterback, or excuse me, backup linebacker Cameron Smith, the former USC star, announced his retirement. He underwent surgery to repair an enlarged heart last August. A false positive COVID test led to the diagnosis of a genetic defect, forcing him to miss the season. He was set to resume his career this year, suffered a game, a concussion in the game Saturday, and opted to retire. He'll always have those three interceptions. Oh, my gosh. Not one, not two, against, but three. Uh, was it Travis Wilson, I think? It was. Yeah. Seemingly single-handedly winning that game. Yeah. Uh, old Cam Smith. I was in the Coliseum for that game. Those were the days, my friend. The Utes were uh, usually go down there and play a close game and lose. That was the one time I think SC really got them. Turnovers breaking the game open. 
Allegations of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior against Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson are now being investigated by the FBI, according to Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden. Harden said that Watson spoke to the FBI about allegations of extortion regarding one of the 23 lawsuits filed against the quarterback, 22 of which are still active. Oh, okay, so it's going to designed to make him look good. I'm thinking, wait a second, his lawyer's not going to run out there and tell the media he's being investigated by the FBI unless it's something that looks favorably upon him. That is why you pay a lawyer to make you look good. I mean, come on. Yep. So, trying to establish stuff in the minds of the jury that hasn't been picked yet for the court case no, or cases yeah, we've seen inevitable. Yeah. Oh, you got a legal mind. You're a hawk. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Kevin Durant and Draymond Green both blamed Warriors coach Steve Kerr and team president and general manager Bob Myers for mishandling the fallout from the players' argument that ultimately contributed to Durant leaving the team following the 2018-19 season. In an interview posted on Bleacher Report, Durant and Green both said they believe Kerr and Myers were at fault for the way they handled the players' emotional back and forth on the floor that spilled over into the locker room after an overtime loss to the L.A. Clippers at Staples Center on November 12, 2018. Yeah, we're going back a little bit here, people. Almost three years. I listened to that whole thing yesterday. The podcast, mm-hmm. series, it's chips. Like 24 minutes or so. I timed it. I, knew, I heard about it, and then oh, I'll just listen to that when I go to the gym. And so I did. And I got to give Draymond Green credit. I mean, uh, his entire life, at least at the NBA level, every time there's been a problem, he's been the victim. And it's amazing. Again, it's another story. Joe Blow driving to work today. These multimillionaires being victims. Could you imagine if Bob Myers and Steve Kerr blamed those two? The outrage this morning on the Stephen Smiths of the world. Yeah, but it won't happen because then they don't get to sign free agents. Well, or re-sign their own free agents. So never never blame the players. So so Kerr's not going to speak his mind for money purposes. Right. Which would lead you to believe that he does sometimes speak his mind for money purposes. Right. Oh, 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 man. This guy over here. You can't be doing that. Not for you. Where you stand for? Holy freak. Oh. Apparently I can't. <laughs> Woo. Green said he told management when asked to apologize to Durant after being suspended that, quote, Y'all are effed up. F this thing up. The only person to make this right is me and Kay. And there's nothing that y'all can do. And you're all going to bleep this up. And in my opinion, they effed it up. Respond to Durant. I think so, too. Yeah, I doubt that that conversation just germinated from scratch. (laughs) I think it was planned. They knew what each one was going to say. And they went on there. Had the whole Olympics to talk about it. We didn't mess it up. We had a good thing going. We didn't mess it up. They messed it up. I confess, they did it. Yeah. I mean, it was only like two or three minutes. I actually found the other stuff of Durant talking about himself and his life and his thoughts. I found that very interesting. So overall, I thought it was good. But this was clearly scripted. Uh, They knew what was going to happen. And it was just a maybe... Of this, like 24 and a half minutes is what my uh, YouTube thing said when I got on there, and, and they didn't discuss this more than five minutes. Uh, so, and they did use the the so they were swearing constantly. Uh, but listening to Durant just talk about other stuff, uh, try to just get in his mind, which is impossible to do, but just as he expressed himself, I found that very interesting. How much uh, I did not hear it, I read the. Uh, quotes that were pulled out. How much did he talk about? I, I just think for his basketball legacy, he needed to go win somewhere other than Golden State. Because Golden, going to Golden State, yes, he's won two titles, but I think because they already had one and that 73-win season, he's largely I, just I, having gravy train. I think those. you overestimate that, his basketball legacy. Mm-hmm. He's going to have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. Right, well, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Well, That's true. What, what does he need? He doesn't need anybody. Wants more. I mean, <laughs> Everybody he, wants more. How's right. that? So Durant's and, no different than anybody else. But I think that was a big factor in why he left. He had to go win a championship somewhere else. For what? What do you mean he had his to? legacy? <laughs> I think that stuff is so overstated. His legacy. So what you're saying is the statues have a crummy legacy. 
because they didn't win a championship anywhere. It's the difference between not having a crummy legacy and building a better legacy that you want. Well, then what legacy do they have then? Because they've got zero. They're Hall of Famers and they're Olympians <laughs> and they were on the dream team. They got all kinds of things on their resume. Right. So if Durant doesn't have that, that means the guys who don't have that too, they should their their legacy is incomplete. Isn't, isn't as good. I think it's just fine the way it is. I mean, I, I just don't think that they obsess over that and, and your your legacy. We will get you, to more on you this. You can't with Kevin control Durant that out. anyway. That's what somebody else thinks of you. Once mm-hmm. you go down that road of worrying about what somebody else thinks of you, You've it got never to, stops. Right, and you have to create a burner Twitter account, and he did because he does worry about what other people think about him. Which is stupid. You think when he... Right, at, at 25, you got me. But at 50, at 60, at 70, yeah, you got me. And when he's in his 20s, you're right, he does. But weird, legacy isn't established and carried on when you're 25. But these are decisions he's making in his 20s and early 30s. Right, and so talk to me when he's in his 50s and 60s. And he may when look at it very differently. You're right. He will. But he'll he's grow making, up. But he's making the decisions now, and that's why he went to Brooklyn now. And you're right, when he's 58 years old, he may look at it really differently. He may go, well, I'm in the Hall of Fame, and I'm swimming in cash, and I go wherever I want, whenever I want, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, look at your legacy, man. <laughs> it's exactly the same. It really isn't. <laughs> Kevin, let me tell you about that time the Valhalla beat Helix. All right. Longtime NBA journalist Jackie McMullen will retire from ESPN August 31st, ending a decade-long tenure with the company. She's been an NBA reporter for 40 years, joined ESPN in 2010 after a long career with the Boston Globe. She received the Kurt Gowding Media Award from the Naismith, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 2010 and the Penn ESPN Lifetime Achievement Award for Literary Sports Writing in 2019. First woman to receive both honors. And Larry the Laker says, good riddance, another Celtic homer gone. <laughs> that is. <laughs> did he literally say that, or are you just reading uh, his mind? No, he tweeted it. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's not the exact words, but that was the Oh, I have no doubt he believes it. I just, I just wondered how much <laughs> you were able to read his mind and how much he put I mean, it out He there. hates the Celtics. That's a Oh, with a passion of a thousand suns. Bitter, bitter rivalry there. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani, home run number 40. He slowed down after the All-Star break. Seems like he's picking up speed in a little bit. A few more home runs now, PK. He gets number 40. And he's 8-1 and one as a pitcher. Went eight innings as the Angels beat the Tigers 3-1. to one. Doing yeah. it all. Shohei time. Giants lose to the Mets 6-2. On the West Coast, the story is the Giants lose a game to the Dodgers because the Dodgers blanked the Pirates 9-0. But on the East Coast, the story is the Mets owner tweeting, calling his guys out. Professional hitters, PK. How come they can't do better? And then look, the story is, well, they won and they responded. Well, 6-2, I mean, eventually they responded. Two runs got him to extra innings. innings. Yeah, it went 12. I watched the game. Yeah, it went 12. We only had two through nine. That's not a massive response, but... Well, if the other team has one, you're good to go. (laughs) Arizona relief pitcher Caleb Smith ejected for a foreign substance. And who uh, who threw the belt yesterday? That was the other story. Lance Lynn. Yeah, Lance Lynn throwing the belt because the ump didn't come over and check him quick enough. And he had some other stuff he had to attend to. And he said afterward, well, I guess the umpire had his feelings hurt. Yeah. So he'll be getting squeezed at home plate at some point. Bees open a series against the Reno Aces tonight, 635 Smith's Ballpark. We'll be giving away tickets to that game later in the show. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Was it pretty, PK? But the RSL gets a late goal. It beats Houston 2-1. to one. The Dynamo, not good. Winless in their last 12. Hadn't won on the road all year. They got the goal to tie the game 1-1. And they had control of the game for long stretches in the first half and for another good 15 to 20 minutes in the second half. But RSL survives it. And the substitutes come in and play well and turn the game around. And Anderson Julio scores in the 88th minute to get the win. So A fine night for all. Win ugly. How come he never play his win. goal score sound? That would have been so dang fun. 
overall on him, I guess. I 88th know. minute? 88th minute. It was getting deep late. Deep in the fourth quarter? Yes, it was deep, deep in the fourth quarter. I like that. Oh, that guy, I can only imagine the excitement in his voice. His, I was hollering and screaming like crazy. His team won. He pretends he doesn't care, but he cares deeply. We all know that. All announcers do. He's no exception. It would have been fun to hear you. Now, RSL with six points in two games. Didn't Break really dominate up. either game, but they won them both. I'm looking at you try to be objective. <laughs> Crack me up. They now play the team, <laughs> the one team that they dominated and looked good against at home. Maybe I'm forgetting another one, but I think it's the one. Colorado, Saturday, they face the Rapids. RSL now in fifth place. Colorado in fourth. They'll play Saturday night at 7. When do they play KC again? Because we hate them, and they hate us. <laughs> I think some of that's faded. But uh, I don't know. I'll look that up for you. There is another one coming up. They've got to go to Kansas City. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Chris Kimrani covers the Utes for The Athletic, also writes a lot of features for The Athletic. He will join us at 8 o'clock. Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the Deseret News, will be here to talk BYU football at 9 o'clock. And joining us right now, Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Guys, if you've been struggling with ED, Andrew Reinhardt here with Wasatch Medical Clinic and a breakthrough treatment. No pill, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, you always uh, you always bring this up, and it is always true. You've been how long have you been coming on air now? At least uh, a couple of years. I, yeah, I bet it's between two and three years now. Right. But there are still guys who are coming to you either because it's just become an issue or because it's become an issue to the point that they finally feel like they need to address it with you as opposed to some other method. Yeah, that's right. We had a patient in last week, um, pretty severe erectile dysfunction, and he wasn't just taking one pill to get normal function. He was taking four. This is pretty common, Go to the pill initially, which I think is fine. If the pill works for you, I'd say keep doing it. But he noticed that it stopped working, so he took more and more. Eventually, he ended up with just the side effects, and it really wasn't working at all. And I think four pills is probably very dangerous. Uh, that's generally when guys think about our technology. We wish they'd think about it a little sooner, but that's generally what happens. The wave therapy that Wasatch Medical Clinic uses bypasses the pill. It uses pressure waves that open up and regrow the blood vessels. So it's really just improving blood flow. That's what erectile dysfunction is. It's a lack of blood flow. And we're helping a lot of guys get off the pill and turn back the clock in the bedroom. So what are the top causes of ED? Why for the guys who are suddenly having a problem? Why? What's happening? Well, I would say there's a lot of things. We see diabetes and prostate issues as probably the top two, just a man aging. But then every day it surprises me. A healthy guy in his 30s calls and says, hey, it's just not working like it used to. So I think the bottom line is you're more normal than you think if you're struggling. It doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy. All right, guys, you can put a stop to your ED if you call Wasatch Medical right now at 801-901-8000. you got a special offer for the people who call now. We do. We always believe in delivering a lot of value. And guys come in and just take the free. That is okay. Uh, but the first step in getting rid of the erectile dysfunction is a quick screening and assessment with our doctor. That's free. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. That's free. Uh, you get the very popular gift that produces pretty immediate results in the bedroom. And if you feel like you need it, blood work and testosterone is free at Wasatch Medical also. Uh, so some enormous value today. 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical right now. 801-901-8000. And you can claim that offer. Call Andrew Reinhardt at Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Time for what's going on here on the big show. We check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. I look forward to this every day. What show do you like checking in with more? Oh, I can't pick between my children. That's condescending. What do you mean condescending? Yeah, a little bit. Both shows can call you daddy. I didn't mean it literally. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine with that point of view that the other two shows are beneath us. But I mean, I'm just <laughs> surprised that it came out like that. The emphasis was on picking between equals, not on, hey, I'm everyone's daddy. 
pull yeah. that. <laughs> you tricked me. Pull that you for sure. Me. Oh, yeah, that's the promo. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at one thirty for the Top 60 and 60. Hans and Scotty are announcing another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness right here on the Zone Sports Network. Question of the day, what is your opinion of Kevin Durant? Back in the news with the podcast with Draymond Green, and they had their spat, but it wasn't the spat that broke up the Warriors. It was... It was the way the coach and the GM handled it. So what's your opinion of Kevin Durant? And Matt says, I can't get past how he left Oklahoma City after almost beating a 73-win team just to join the team to beat him. They could have beaten Golden State the next year. The latter can't be proven, and that's the issue. If he had to leave to get his legacy in order, why go there in the first place? Because you had to have known... It's not like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming, that I would get criticism for joining a team that had won a title and won 142 games and blah, 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 blah. Everything was all out in front of him. So if he was worried about his legacy, why go there initially? doesn't make any sense. I think he didn't see it coming. No? Wow. So you're calling him dumb because it was obvious as the big old beak on my face <laughs> that that would be the criticism. It, the second he signed or announced he was going on that July 4th, that not more than literally 10 seconds later, well, he's gravy training to a title. He's leaving the team. You can't beat him, join him. And he, he wasn't bright enough to see that? I don't buy that. So he just went for what? The titles? And then he got tired of the title, so he left? Or he got tired of Draymond's drama, so he went and joined up with Kyrie Irving to get Kyrie's drama? That's probably it. You put up with drama if guys are good. Jarrell Brantley doesn't have any drama. Did you notice that? Guy, guy 10, 12, or 14 provides drama. Guy 10, 12, or 14 picks up his stuff, goes through the door, and doesn't come back. Yeah. Now, guy 1, 2, 3, or 4, all-star guy, he can provide drama. Did you ever notice the guys who have the most drama are your better players? Aaron Rodgers, drama. I mean, not yep. all better players have drama, but R- the guys who Russell, have it. Russell Wilson, better player, drama. Because they ha- they can get away with it. Kevin Durant, drama. Yeah, it's why I'm a drama queen at the station. Because I'm the best we've got. So I can get away with it. Obviously. I'm high, high maintenance. Cameron, one of the best players in basketball, but one of the most narcissistic people alive. Straight up tool. What is narcissistic? I mean, we threw out all these these words in the last couple years. I didn't even know what they meant. I don't believe you. You went to the Cronkite. But I would never use a word like that in print. That's different. So why would I bother with a word I'm never going to write? I don't have time for that. There's plenty of words that I could use that the average person, you're writing for a person who has a reading comprehension of a junior high student, is what they told you. So you got to keep it simple and basic. You don't use big words like that. I don't even know what it means. A condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. A deep need for excessive attention and admiration. Troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others. Oh, I would never have that. And I don't give a crap about you. (laughs) Thank you. See what he did there? Kelly says, Hall of Famer, top five most talented offensive player in the history of the game. Can't stand him as a person. Read that narcissistic thing again. Backing up to Cameron Alder. One of the best basketball, excuse me, one of the best players in basketball. But one of the most narcissistic people alive. And what's that definition, Ian? I just closed out of it. Oh, we'll get it back. Come on. It's, it's the internet, man. You gotta, <laughs> I'm getting it back. You, you're the master of juggling 87 things in the internet. <laughs> it's what you do. You sit there and look at that stuff all day long. A bunch of nonsense. I told him about some child bands, some ki- kids who do cover music out of Canada, and they're really good. Yep. He must have listened to 20 songs yesterday. No, I'm not. I, I guarantee you about told six. your wife, too. I did not. You will. 
I might. I know you will. <laughs> I'll probably forget by the time she gets home. <laughs> Narcissistic personality disorder, one of several types of personality disorders, is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. Okay, doesn't that sound like, like 95% of the people on the planet? <laughs> uh, well, there's a touch of it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Durant's they just cover, a regular dude, They cover man. a lot of ground there. <laughs> yes, they do. I, I'm trying to run through all the people I know, and at least to one degree well, or another... For all the people out there and all the problems in the world, how many people do you have empathy for? I mean, in some situation, you can look at someone and say, you should have had more empathy there. Now, two hours later, two miles away, they might be in a totally different situation and have a ton of empathy. And then at six o'clock that night, they might have none whatsoever. Which is why I try to never have none, so I don't get caught (laughs) up in worrying about it. That way you're consistent. Yes. I'm a, don't act like you're special. I treat everybody rotten. A deep need for excessive attention and admiration. Not a need. Everybody has a need for some attention and some admiration. But a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. I don't need anybody to tell me how great I am. I already know. <laughs> so we're done talking about Durant. <laughs> I told you yesterday, this is why he's on Christmas. People love him. They want to watch him play. He's got a ton of fans, and yet there's a bunch of people who he just annoys nonstop. Well, anybody who speaks, you're going to find yourself to one degree or another. If they speak honestly, you're going to find yourself one degree or another irritated at them. Kevin Durant, to me, has done nothing that he's irritated me. He's a regular dude. Everybody plays the victim. Look around in the world today. You're the reason I'm not this. Not me. You. So why would I single him out? That doesn't make any sense. I would, I would, I would be doing that all day long about virtually every player. They're gonna, uh, anybody who speaks his mind. Donovan Mitchell, for some people around here, he irritated them. Who cares what Donovan Mitchell thinks? Well, some people want to be irritated. Right. And then they want to go on social media and post about it because they have a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. <laughs> what percentage of social media posts? Oh, man. Are narcissistic. So if I'm going to apply that standard to Duran, I've got to apply it to just about everybody. Well, only if you want to be consistent. Well, I do, which is why I'm fine with him. Right. I, and I He's get a ball that. player. And, really, and for all the screwing around you do, including the last three to five minutes, actually, you're right back on point. And, and knowing you off the air, you don't talk about Kevin Durant off the air. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, just doesn't do it for you. I watched the gold medal game against France. I loved watching Kevin Durant. They don't win without him. It was big time moment in the Olympic sphere. And he delivered. Yes. He came through. He knew he was good. Everybody on the team knew he had it going on. He led the team to victory. That was a Friday night a few weeks back, right? If I remember correctly. Sat down, 8 o'clock, 8.30 time. Made sure that we didn't go out. Or we did go out. was home by then. Because I wanted to watch the game. And I was entertained by Kevin Durant. What I'm asking of Kevin Durant, he's delivered. And yet, Jared says he went to a 73-win team to get a ring on paralleled <laughs> softness. Unparalleled <laughs> softness. Unparalleled We, crit- we criticize these guys for not making winning a priority and just making money a priority. And, and it's not going to ruin my summer. <laughs> and so he goes where he knows he can win. I don't understand that. Was it necessarily good for the league? I don't think it was bad for the league. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The thing about the super teams and locking up all the titles is that it seems it improves their championship hopes to 50-50. Recent examples. LeBron goes to Miami. Ah, they built a super team. Now they're going to win all the titles. And they're up there counting. Not two, not three, not four, not five, right? He was there four years. They won two titles. Now, he did go to the finals four times, so maybe in the Eastern Conference they would look at that a little differently. Like If you play the Heat, you're done. You can't match up. But as far as winning the title, they got two out of four. 
The Warriors get Durant. He's there four years. They win two out of four. Again, they go to all four, so you view it in the West differently. Because if you're the Jazz or any other Western playoff team, you think, yeah, if we run into these guys, we have no chance. And the Jazz ran into them once and had no chance. So we like our unscripted drama, and they do not remove as much drama as we think they're going to or as we claim they're going to or as we suppose they're going to, but they do remove a fair bit of it. Now, LeBron goes to the Lakers, and he's one for three. He's been hurt twice. Once to the point they didn't make the playoffs, and he'd shut it down. And then they won the title. So, yeah, there's no guarantees. I already know that. So how much should we be holding these guys accountable for going to a 73-win team? In my mind, there's no, There's no guarantees. Or the guarantee is that you'll win half of them, there, but you won't win them all. There's no guarantees. Nobody wins them all. Nothing. There's no guarantee that he would go and they would win. They did. Good for them. They won twice with him. So I was fine with it. And He played by the rules. He did nothing that circumvented anything. He didn't backdoor anything. He didn't whine his way out of OKC. Anthony Davis sat out games, wore a T-shirt that said, that's all, folks. And Durant competed right to the end. Yeah. And then he was a free agent. Right. And then he left. Right. And then he competed right to the end and was willing to push through and tear his Achilles, which is not usually good for your career, but somehow he's bounced back from it at a very high level. So I don't see what the problem is. All these guys have inflated egos. They don't live reality. They don't have to get up and go, and I wonder what my boss is thinking tomorrow, today, because I better please him or her, or else I could be out, and then I'm in financial trouble. Uh, they don't have to deal with any of that. I mean, geez, I wonder, can I get a tea time today, or whatever it is. He can do whatever he wants. So they don't. They don't live normal lives. They're so wealthy that they can call their own shots. And he's the elite of the elite to where he didn't have to answer to anybody. Everybody answers to him. Everybody tells him how great he is all day long because they want to be part of it. They want to be his friend or they want some uh, kickback and some windfall that of the money he has. I can only imagine the hanger honors that must be involved. I told you the story of Matt Harpring, where he makes the league, and one of his former teammates at Georgia Tech calls him up and asks him if he can buy him a car. Awkward. He's barely into the league. (laughs) So, I I wouldn't have any idea what it's like. I've been around people, and they've told me, but firsthand, absolutely not. And, And to be... Where can Kevin Durant go that he wouldn't be besieged by people? And you're expecting him to have a, a normal, humble, regular Joe attitude? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Let's get that. That'd be, yeah. It'd also be fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get all this hatred for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is an NBA player. What Kevin Durant owes you as an NBA fan is to bust his butt when the ball goes up in the air. And from, from what I can see, from my that's, distance... That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> yes. And, and the two best examples really come late in that he was willing to play. When a lot of guys shut it down, he was willing to play, risk tearing his Achilles, and he did. And yes, modern medicine is better, and so the doctors and the trainers and physical therapists who worked with him deserve a lot of the credit because they got to do their jobs. But he still had to work a lot to come back from that. If you've ever rehabbed after surgery... You messed up your shoulder. I messed up my knee. Our listeners, a bunch of them have gone through something. That's not easy, especially if you're trying to get to the level he's at. Well, like a fool to save a buck, I never went to the doctor on my shoulder. I just had you help me put my coat on for... That was awkward. <laughs> Good long while. You were in a lot of pain. You never went to the doctor? I never really? did, no. Really? No. I find that surprising sitting no. here right now. I never But did. you also have the look on your face that I'm thinking, yep, he's telling the truth. I am. <laughs> I rubbed some Ben Gain on it and <laughs> looking back... Maybe now a, you should go. It was I, a dumb decision. Physical therapy still might help you some. It might, but... Yeah. <laughs> When it's my time, it's my time. Okay, all right. Thanks, Jersey guy. (laughs) I grew up with that. (laughs) But in the meantime, if you'd like your shoulder to work a little better. It's fine. Give you another seven yards off the tee. 
Nah, over the weekend, I played golf with a friend of mine who was in a motorcycle accident in the fall and lost his leg. Brutal. And we went out and played. He played, he's got a metal thing and hopped, basically, after he teed off. And it was an inspiration to play 18 holes with him. And I'm going to do it again real soon because he wants to do it. So... Don't try to give him any uh, thing because he's not going to have it, any sympathy. I, I made a joke with him. I just said, hey, I couldn't beat you with uh, two. Now, if I can't beat you with one, I really suck. And we had a little chuckle. Uh, so, I mean, my little shoulder thing, yeah, it hurt like crap at the time, I will admit, though. <laughs> but it's been a number of years. So, Durant... Durant has come through. I'm surprised there's that much negativity towards Durant, to be honest. I'm surprised you're surprised. I'm surprised you're surprised I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) All right, when we come back, question of the day, part two. I get paid for this nonsense. Man, why do I have a shoulder problem, but I don't have an employment problem? (laughs) (laughs) I I got lucky in that department, that's for sure. All right, coming up, we've got uh, Chris Camerani, features writer for The Athletic. He also covers the University of Utah. He is going to join us at 8 o'clock. And Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the Deseret News, is going to join us at 9 o'clock, and we'll get his thoughts on the upcoming uh, BYU football season. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kalani, he checks the box in nearly every single category of what type of coach you want at BYU. 11-1 didn't get you an extension. When most coaches in an 11-1 season with three years left would have got some type of extension. There are certain coaches out there that just have looked at coaching at BYU as the be-all of all existence. And for them, if it is, that's great. But for other people, it's like, no, I want to get paid. I want to get paid market value. I want to get paid uh, and have an extension on par with my peers. I continue to ask the question of what does he need to do to truly be valued and loved there? And if it takes Tennessee coming in and being like, hey, we want you to come coach in the SEC, man, I think it'll be a similar outcome that we just saw with Bronco. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK in the morning is proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Got a question here on our Facebook page. Kyle Whittingham is brimming with confidence for his team. Who's falling in line with the coach? And PK? What? You heard something that caught your ear that you want to share with the audience. Well, Kyle's been saying it for several times now. Uh, He said it again last Saturday. This dude isn't backing down at all. He's talking about the team. I mean, we've all heard it. It reminds him of 2019. Holy freak. <laughs> that team went eight and one. Tied for the best record ever in the Pac twelve. So I'm for me, I look at the conference because I think you can orchestrate how many non conference wins you want, pretty much. If you want all three, you can schedule three cupcakes. They've been scheduling a Big West and a Mountain West team every year, and they've gone two and one once. Utah State got them an OT in Logan. They've handled BYU nine times in a row. They beat Michigan both times they played them. So we know what happens in the non-conference. The Utes yeah. win a lot. And you can't dictate who you play in conference, obviously. So that's what I look at. You know, unless you're SC and you're playing Notre Dame and you're usually playing a big time. Stanford does it. A non conference schedule, uh, which most of a lot of the teams don't. Maybe one big game. And there are some big games this year for sure in the non conference. Uh, Ohio State, Oregon there uh, obviously is huge. <laughs> so to compare your team to that team, to me, that ups the stakes far more than the anticipation I had for the stakes this season. 
Steve says, yeah, why not? Another year, another, yay, we're so great. And then here comes a November letdown. I truly hope the Utes do well this year. Well, they haven't had November letdowns in three years. You can't really count last year. Two two years ago, they went undefeated in November. Yeah. Three years ago, they did uh, well enough down the stretch to win the division, despite a quarterback injury, because Tyler Huntley went down at Arizona State. Yes, so they did not have November letdowns. Yeah, they could have messed up the Oregon game, but they didn't. Backup quarterback, they made it happen. No, that was the year they played BYU. BYU. Yeah, they played BYU late that year and won that big, game. Had the big comeback. So there were no letdowns in November. Now they sucked in December. The conference title game, yes, that. Well, in the bowl games, yeah, we're both in December. Right. So the years they didn't have November meltdowns, they went zero and four in December. And if you go back four years, well, they had an October letdown. I don't want to go back four years. All right. Then what about four less years? Four no. less years. No, I want to stay current because I'm worried about next year, this season, this upcoming season, this next season. So I asked Scally that yesterday, and I thought he had a little bit more of a statement that I could get behind more so than what the head coach is getting behind. Uh, I definitely see it in the leadership. I definitely see it in the front seven. The secondary is still untested. And so that's kind of the question mark right there. I mean, you're talking about a pretty darn good secondary with Blackman and Burgess and Jalen Johnson. So these guys haven't really proven uh, anything yet other than they're willing and they're athletic enough. We're, We're excited about them. But again, you know, they're still untested. I agree with that 100%. Because that's the area that concerns me. Because quarterbacks threw on them last year. And as Scally was talking about yesterday, and it was a great interview, we've been hearing a lot about the Taliban. I wanted to hear from the Scaliban. And the Scali man, I thought, was nailing it there. You know, this defense was so young, still very young, but particularly the secondary. You know, you're not going to have the circumstances last year. He talked about how there's zero people in the stands. And so you're going to give up a big play occasionally. And if you do it on the road, the crowd goes nuts. And then you get some momentum. We saw it uh, three years ago with, well, two years ago. And then when the Utes had the, the only loss, Slovis goes down with an injury. The Rat Fink comes off the bench, starts chucking the ball up. Those guys make plays. Crowd gets all excited. And they were tough to handle. So a third team guy comes off the bench and beats you. That's highly unusual. Against an NFL secondary, no less. All those guys, every single one of them. Throwing throwing deep. And this group plays. This group has not experienced that situation at all. When it goes wrong, how will they bounce back? Because it will go wrong. Yeah, in an individual play, if you're right. going it's on like that, like a one. relief pitcher in baseball, you're going to blow a lead at some point, and how do you bounce back? You're going to give up a big pass play. How do you pull it together? So, I appreciated Morgan, the Scally man, announcing that and and acknowledging that. Of course, if they're dominant in the front seven, it's going to make those guys' jobs a lot easier. Simply, of course, as you say, simply, of course. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you can't dominate all the time, every time. So, and I'm not sure the front seven is better than that front seven. That might have been certainly in a number of professionals, an all-time unit with all the guys, so many guys. So while I agree with you and Scally, I just don't think it's the point. Because the point on how so happy... So Scally's off point? Well, no, because he can't talk about what the point is. Because Why not? He's on the Because he's on the defensive side of the ball. And the point is, is the offense going to deliver? Well, we the point's sat here not very, the point. Okay, thank you. We haven't <laughs> sat here very often and said, I can't believe the defense gave up 40-whatever points and blew that game. But we have sat here and said, well, how come the offense couldn't get the ball in the end zone from the five-yard line? How come they get, can't my guess the, is they didn't get five yards. How come they didn't get the ball in the end zone from the one yard? My guess is they didn't get a yard. I ain't no football savant. UCLA loss at home. Cal loss on the road. You love to recite history, man. You just have that stuff. You, you, you are a history guy. Look forward, man. 
What All right, this could be the year. The Utes the, 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 we'll be in here talking about the Utes and how they uh, played that 49-48 game. Years ago against Cal, what does that have to do with this year? Red Zone's been an issue multiple times, multiple years. The red zone's a big issue for a lot of offenses. It's like the hardest part of offense. Can you be at your best when the pressure's the greatest and there's the least room and you can't the, the defense feels no pressure about getting beat over the top. And you get three points for getting down to the five yard line and kicking a field goal. But if you get those last five yards to get that last yard and get in the end zone, you get four more points. Wow. It's a big deal. This is brand new knowledge. <laughs> well, then don't ask a stupid question. <laughs> Okay. Why would we care if about that? If that should you ever happen, why. you'll be the first to know. You know why it's a big question. You're just being difficult. Yeah, but uh, what, what happened against Cal years ago has no bearing on this year. Uh, no bearing. No. Zero. Zippo. No. Ludwig wasn't calling plays. No. An inexperienced running back went the wrong way. It was blocked up. It could have been a touchdown. I, I, they They've got invaluable time on, offense. on 2017. We've got... We're going to be watching inexperienced players on offense here. We've got a similar situation, possibly. Who's inexperienced? They're not playing any rookies. If you want to go history and be mired in the past, Zach Moss was a freshman. Yep. Nope. There won't be a perfect comparison. They're not. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how they did that. <laughs> Smooth, I'm doing my quick. victory dance. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I spun 90 degrees. I'll give you. Dodged that and one. If, and if Moss would have done that, they would have scored. Good point. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. What do they do offensively? But you're just asking about every team, though. What are they going to be able to do offensively? It's not, not any particular distinguishing factor between this team and a lot of teams. I think Oregon has that issue. SC, can they run the ball? <laughs> Will they ever even try? <laughs> we, but you're going to get down the five-yard yeah. line, and, it's and, and you can't to go it. over the top and underneath and yada yep. yada and all those football terms, and the defense is going to put their hands in the dirt, and yeah. and you're going to try to chip lock off the edge on a three technique, and let me, I'm going to turn on page 16 <laughs> now. Uh, so, yeah, there are every, it's all sorts of questions, but the head coach, I don't remember him being as positive Except for 2019, and that team delivered. You went eight and one, best record ever. No team since they've gone to the 12 has gone nine and zero, and you won eight consecutive games, which is probably a record for longest winning streak within the conference. That is a high, high, extremely high standard. And he's setting the bar at that? I find that a little surprising. I'm more used to the Lou Holtzspiels, and we're playing the, the, the 24 Yankees. They just build up the opponent. It's the 27 Yankees. I'm the history major. I'll fix that. You did it on purpose. The 87 though. Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> or the 72 Dolphins. But, yeah, okay. Right. Well, it was like almost 12 years apart between those two teams. <laughs> okay. So, I find it, honestly, I find it a little surprising that he is this strong. Now, I don't find it surprising once he made the statement, then asked subsequently, do you gonna? Are you gonna stand by it? The fact that he stands by it, unless last Saturday, yeah, hundred percent. I don't find that surprising because that's who he is. Once he says something, he's not backing down. So I don't find that portion of it surprising, but I do find it surprising that he's been this strong. I assume I don't know because we're the media and we're holding microphones. And there's you know the game within the game being played. I assume he's throwing down the gauntlet for his team. This is I, how I love good it. you can be. Yeah, it's awesome. This is the bar you need to clear. Sure. You're, yeah. You're a I think good it's high great jumper. that he's doing it. You're a good high jumper. I'm mm-hmm. not setting the bar at five feet. Right on. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to set the bar at seven feet. You are going to jump. Yeah, and I, I actually think that's it's a great move. I'm surprised by it to a degree. But I think it's a great move to say that. I love the fact that he's saying that. I would think it would be more along the lines. I had a wonderful conversation the other night with a BYU person, and that's more of the line of thinking that, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I know what he's going to say. He's, 
we can be pretty good this year. And just the way he said it, I love the way he said it because they have a quiet confidence. Team psychology, how you handle the team, how you challenge them, it's a big part of Urban Meyer's magic. And so every team's got its own personality and how it needs to be challenged to get the best results. You know, we don't know these guys. We're not in film rooms with them. We're not hang- we, we don't know what's going on in the building at 5.30 in the morning or whatever time it was. I drove by this morning. Did you really? Yeah, just to, just to check it out. See what those the only thing I know is they had that uh, plastic fox out there to scare away whatever wild animals, mm-hmm. and the thing scared Gary Anderson when he was running in the morning. Other than that, I got no idea what's going on at five thirty, but I know it scared Gary. At I go there after sometimes after my workout. Had a guy, you're the man. <laughs> the other guy who's the man is Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He joins us right now, and Andrew, Cambridge University did a study on the work that uh, you're doing at the Wasatch Medical Clinic, and what did you learn? Well, they did, and them plus about 50 others have studied it. The Cambridge study is interesting because they took a group of men with severe erectile dysfunction. They noted that those men were no longer getting any response from the pill. Um, So I'm assuming severe ED, I guess. But the pill wasn't working. Uh, Put them through our technology, the wave therapy, and then gauged results. Uh, increase in blood flow. In fact, I think they said every single guy in the test study received an increase in blood flow. So pretty cool stuff. This technology is working. It's helping guys get rid of the erectile dysfunction, get off the pill. It's doing it totally safely. I've never seen a side effect, never read about a side effect. Uh, A treatment only takes 10 minutes and you might need a few of them. So you also get results from patients, and you hear what they say. Now, obviously, there's not as much science involved with the patients, but does it just largely line up with what you heard from Cambridge it, and the uh, other studies? Yeah, we, we, you know, patient feedback is probably the best part of my job, talking to guys as they finish uh, the treatments. And I think that when things go well in the bedroom, they go well outside of the bedroom. So you see the intimacy, the relationship, overall happiness even improve. When guys can turn back the clock, this is such an important part of life. I think it has a huge ripple effect. So you got a special offer right now for people who want to give you a call today. Yes, call now. Uh, leave your wallet at home. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our doctor. No charge. The gift that produces powerful results in the bedroom. Very popular. Uh, that's free. And if you feel like you've got a need, uh, the testosterone is free at Wasatch Medical Clinic as well. Guys, you can call Wasatch Medical right now, 801-901-8000. Ask for the free offer, 801-901-8000. Told them you, tell them you heard it on The Zone, you'd like the free offer, 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you.